Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of the Hungry for Hockey Talk podcast. This is another episode for the fans. I am joined, as usual, by my co-host, Johnny B. Jonathan Barn. How are you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good to be back. Yeah. You've, uh, you've, you've been busy <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's nice to hear your voice. Um, this this week, we have a uh, very special guest host. We are talking about the New York Islanders this week. Bear with us here. <laughs> Best sound in hockey. <laughs> it is the focal horn. I love it. that's fun (laughs) isn't it so we have the one and only kim moisa aka isles girl three on twitter aka the owner of the matt barzel socks yes (laughs) (laughs) how are you doing today kim i'm doing well i'm getting ready for the game today at 3 p.m and i'm super excited oh awesome that's gonna be a big game Oh my gosh, it's so important right now. I'm like <laughs> shaking. Yeah, I understand that uh, you went to the game in Philly yesterday. Yeah, that was absolutely incredible. And it was kind of scary because I heard some like horror stories about Philly fans. But I guess <laughs> it was more towards uh, football because uh, every Philly fan I met there was amazingly nice. Oh, that's good. Those football fans are a little... They're not crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that is dedication. How long of a trip was that? Uh, bus ride. I, to get there was two and a half hours. To come back, I think, was three and a half because New York City traffic. Oh, wow. <laughs> that makes sense. Wow. That's awesome. So worth it, though. 100% worth it. Yeah, big win last night. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we finally, you know, just got the monkey off our backs. We finally got goals in the net, which is something we hadn't done in, like, three games. And it was it was just an amazing experience. And, you know, even when we, you know, got up to celebrate, you know, no one like yelled at us or like, Oh, sit down or anything <laughs> like that. Like maybe, uh, <laughs> cause I've had that at a MSG at a Rangers game, but maybe that's just because it's Islanders Rangers. Yeah. That makes, that makes a little sense. I was, I was kind of getting the stink eye the other day for cheering for Columbus a little bit, Oof. uh, in Edmonton, but you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you get to meet Gritty? No, I did not. So we were up in the uh, upper bowl because, you know, tickets are expensive. And I was with the Islanders Booster Club, so we had to get, like, a bunch. Uh, I saw Gritty only only in the lower bowl, but I did see him going up to Islanders fans and chucking hats. (laughs) (laughs) He's great. Classic Gritty. Yep. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. So, okay, let's jump right into a breakdown of the team. What do you think your team's strengths and weaknesses are going into the playoffs right now? Okay, definitely strengths is defense and goaltending. Uh, I don't think uh, anyone in the league will disagree with me when I say I think we have the best duo of goaltenders in the league. Um, you know, I've, you know, you could say like you know Vasilevsky and you know uh, great like Carey Price, but really the best duo is definitely Grice and Leonard. I think they've been absolutely spectacular this season. You know, they were leading in, you know, goal, like save percentage. Um, they've just been absolutely amazing in keeping us in these games that we really need them to keep us in. You know, you know, Leonard had an ugl- unlucky bounce yesterday, but, you know, that happens. But really, he did keep us in that game, making spectacular saves. And then our defense, I feel, has been just amazingly strong in the back end, you know. Um I think it's also Trotz. He's really been able to develop, you know, our defense a lot. You know, he took us from, you know, the team that's most scored on in the league to the least scored on in a, in a year, which is unheard of. And, you know, players that I scorned, like uh, Adam Pellick in the back end, uh, he's turned around and made him such a viable defenseman where this year I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's, like, actually playing amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, there's a player you love to hate, and it, it's not anymore. Like, my opinion has completely changed. <laughs> Uh, and that's basically the biggest strength for the Islanders Uh, and obviously you know it flips the other way when you go uh, with strengths and weaknesses our weaknesses are offense and special teams not so much PK Mm -hmm. but power play and I think yeah anyone can think 
about Islanders' power play when it comes to weaknesses. The power play has been atrocious. Well, you know, a good um, example of that is yesterday in Philadelphia. Two five-on-threes with, like, one, two shots, not even. Oh, wow. Uh, and, no, and no goals. Like it, that, It's really unacceptable when you have two five-on-threes plus, I think, like three to four power plays on top of that. It's just – it's not acceptable. And it's just every time you look at it, it's just passing and passing. It's no shots. No shots occur. And when you look at it, you know, I think what Scott Gomez wants is to, you know, do quick passing and open a lane for a shot. But we don't pass it fast enough or we wait for the perfect moment. And then by the time where we are about to have, like, a perfect moment in his eyes, we lose the puck and it's out of the zone. And it's been, like, atrocious to watch. So that's definitely something I wish we would fix. And uh, <clears throat> fire Gomez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find uh, it a little strange you have Scott Gomez working on your power play. Uh, so so do I. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Uh, but that's that's old management. But hopefully that will be fixed this offseason. And then offense, obviously, you know, we have, you know, Lee, sort of Barzy, Josh Bailey, who comes out of nowhere sometimes. And Nelson, but really, there's no really top scorer on my team that I could pick out and say, like, this is the guy who gets us our goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I find is a problem. You know, we do need someone who can get up to the net and be able to just, you can rely on to get that puck in the net whenever they have a breakaway or whenever they have an open uh, chance in front of the net. Like Leo Komarov last night had an open net and he hit it above like Sagan did when he had the open net. It was, it was, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so hard to watch. And, I really would love that security in front of the net and just to know that goals can come in. We can come back from a deficit like the Lightning did. They were losing like 3 nothing to the Detroit Red Wings and came back to win the game like 5-3. Or f- like, I was like, are you kidding me? That's <laughs> mm-hmm. something that I would love to see from this team. We have done it, like being down uh, from 2 nothing deficit. But after the All-Star break, it's really been lacking. So that's something I would love to see improved upon. I'd agree. Yeah, I just wanted to – the goaltending tandem is – pretty uh pretty special um i think thomas grice was player of the week last week yes he was yeah that's exciting that was amazing except like amazingly exciting because he needs that like confidence boost yeah especially since he was put in such a tough position without leonard you know at his back yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's really been amazing what what trotz has been able to do this year and you know kudos to management for bringing in finally a (laughs) competent president and GM and a, a competent coach in Lou Lamorello and uh, Barry Trotz. It, it really has been a revelation. You know, uh, I heard earlier in the season that when Barry came over, he brought his goaltending coach over from, yeah. from the Capitals. And uh, he had like a big hand in helping develop Braden Holtby and in, into the elite goaltender that he is now. And I think that Grice and Laner have both been able to benefit from from uh, this, the goaltending coach's um, instruction. And it, it really has shown this year. They, they really have just done. There's really been a remarkable turnaround in their, in their season in their careers as well for both players. Oh, definitely. Um, Mitch Korn is definitely a big piece of that. You know, he's known for a reason because he makes these kinds of goaltenders. And, you know, there's also got to be credit uh, shown to, you know, our actually, you know, the head coach of goaltending, um, uh, names blanking on me right now, but if he's from, he was from the Toronto Marlies there, you know, like the, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs AHL team. Mm-hmm. And he really, both him and Korn have turned around the goaltending, like from a zero to a hundred. And, you know, Robin Leonard, when he was coming from the Sabres, it, you know, it's also for him, it was a good change. You know, he wrote about it in the article he wrote in the athletic for the, I think for the fans, but also for anyone else who wanted to know what he was going through, that, you know, he needed that change. He wanted to, you know, get out. And that, you know, I think it's also a breath of fresh air for him. It's a new start. It's a clean slate. And that's also helping him to improve. Next question. Are you happy that Lou didn't really do anything at the deadline? Oh, this is a hot take. Yeah, were you you (laughs) expecting expecting anything special or...? To be honest, I didn't know what to expect. If we were to do something, I would trust Lou completely. You know, it's the phrase right now on the Islanders, in Lou we trust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because Blind we, we <laughs> Thank God. But um, 
if we were to do anything, I really thought it would be someone for like Duchesne or um, Mark Stone. Um, seeing their deals, I'm kind of glad he didn't do anything because <laughs> if you look at the deal, like look how much they wanted for those two players. And to me, it, you know, Mark Stone's doing great. Duchesne's doing great. But like, look at Columbus right now, man. Like the Duchesne curse is real. <laughs> yeah, he's, really. he's, he's a cancer. He is 100% it is a cancer. Because, you know, he's doing a good job. It's just, he just didn't have like the team behind him. Uh, but uh, am I mad he didn't do anything? No, to be honest with you. Like, everyone, you know, they're like, oh, don't give me this bullshit about, you know, it's not our year. But it, it really isn't. It's To me, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning spirit. And, <laughs> and we, are, as a team, you know, he has, like, the plan. but And everyone's like, oh, but, you know, we're so good now. Who says it's, it's going to be the same next year and things like that? Well, if you think about it, you know, with the years to come, everything takes time and development. We've kind of been lucky on that front where I feel like everything's just been like kind of like handed to us on a silver platter in like one year. Not everything, but a good chunk of what we were looking for. And, you know, there's still room for improvement. I talked about it earlier. And that will take time. And I'm willing to wait. I've waited 20 years for a new GM. Like, I'm willing to wait. (laughs) And... I'm just, I'm glad he didn't do it. I'm glad, you know, I think Lou put something on the table, in my personal opinion. I think he did put something down for Stone or Duchesne. But they, you know, they have other offers going in. I bet bet they went to Lou, like, as, like, a thing that, like, this isn't enough. And he goes, well, Lou's like, well, this is all you're going to get. And that is what I respect, is that he, he's not like Milbury, willing to give up as many (laughs) prospects as we have to get one player that's not going to take us anywhere. Like, just in my personal opinion, I'm glad he's the one to say, no, this is all you're going to get and leave the table. You know, if he doesn't do anything, uh, that was, it was absolutely fine to me. Let's see how far this team can go. Let's make it as a baseline and then we'll take it from there. But I don't really, I didn't really see doing any big trades. You know, if we did, you know, cool. Hopefully we didn't give up too much for it. But you also have to think about like, on the back burners who we have, you know, we have Koivula, we have uh, Wallstrom, we have Dobson, we have maybe Sorokin coming over from the KHL. And also um, I saw they were looking at another player from the KHL who might sign this offseason. Uh, so, you know, it's so many things going on underneath the Islanders that in the coming years can build up the team so much. And you have a couple of like really impressive young kids now, like De- Devin Taves, like just oh, watching Devon him Taves, skate. Yeah. Oh my God. Devon Taves has been absolutely amazing. We wanted him in the NHL last year, but I think he got hurt. So, uh, you know, I'll take give it to Snow there. He didn't want to push him, you know, into the NHL. But uh, Devon Taves, you know, when he was fresh this year, he, fi- he finally got called up. He's been just a beast out there, and I, I love watching him play. He's just been such a – he has melted into the team so easily, and he's definitely someone, you know, you love to watch on the ice. When he's on the ice, you're like, okay, thank God. <laughs> yeah i don't know too many people that can catch paul byron but he's definitely one of them yes definitely. <laughs> he's got good legs for sure and it's 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 really funny that you mentioned that how this is tampa bay's year because it obviously is but um <laughs> we were i was watching hockey night in canada last night and uh they were just talking about after the flames had won they were saying like oh you know them getting you know top in the conference is uh, very important because that means they have home ice advantage up until the playoffs. But they say that because they, they're just all expecting that Tampa is yeah. already going to be the in the Stanley Cup Finals. So yeah. uh, like it's already there, there was no there was no discussion about it. They weren't like, oh, you know, maybe they could uh, get home ice advantage in the Stanley Cup Finals because, like, no, there's. Tampa, that's Tampa spot. It's like this, Tampa. come on, it's Tampa. Like, doesn't Kucherov have more points than the team in general right now? Like, oh my gosh, insane. like yeah. the way that they they clinched like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, like what team does that? Like they're on pace <laughs> to make NHL history at the moment. Yeah, yeah. First, Kucherov was the first player since two thousand nine, two thousand seven. Yeah, to get one hundred and twenty points. Yes. And there's still six, seven games left. I know so. they, they they play last night, didn't they? Yeah, I think I, they did. Because I, I remember seeing something where if he had Kucherov has like one more point that he'll pass Crosby for like uh, all time points or something like that. 
for That'd like Crosby's all time high, I think. But like, wow. it's, oh, all time high for, for a season. And Kucherov uh, came into hockey not like other players. You know, uh, I saw an article about him where he, he he was like it was kind of an accident. Like his mom worked by like an ice rink or something, and he his mom brought him like to play for fun, and it you know turned into something serious for him. Yeah, he was, wasn't he like a fourth or fifth round pick too? Like he was, yeah, he was he pretty was, late in the yeah. draft. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always those sleeper picks where you you don't expect like. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like Kucherov status, but I know we picked Bode Wild like a hundred and something in in the draft, and he's been absolutely amazing. And like uh, where he's been playing, like uh, it's an old stat right now, but I'm pretty sure he had like 57 points in like 40 games. Wow! So yeah, that's I'm, crazy. I'm excited about him if we bring him up. Okay, so let's stick with let's stick with with the prospects here for a little bit. What do you think the team should do, or what are your feelings with Josh Hosang? Because uh, he's just kind of been a player that a lot of people have had high hopes on this guy, and it's it's kind of like he's not meeting those expectations. But then I think it I guess it's like an attitude problem yeah. with him. Uh, what do you think the team's going to do with him? And uh, I guess you kind of you kind of have talked about uh, who you're looking forward to, but who which prospect are you most looking forward to to making the NHL? <laughs> um, Josh Hosang, my brother absolutely loves Josh Hosang. I'm like, the biggest like fan of him, mm-hmm. and I have to hear it every time we lose a game. He'll come out of his room and be like, "You know, if Josh Hosang was on the lineup, we win the block." <laughs> uh, but with Josh Hosang, it's you know hard because it's you know it's like mom's the word. You know, you don't really know what happens, but you got little like snippets maybe. And mostly, what I've been hearing about Josh Hosang is his attitude. And Barry Trotz is definitely not the guy to take attitude on his team. Like mm-hmm. he even said this last game that we lost um, against uh, Montreal, he was he said like some guys are on their own agendas and that's not acceptable. And um, definitely, I wish I knew who those players were, but you know, <laughs> he was, but he he wasn't going to take it lying down. And obviously, I guess he whipped them into shape for Philadelphia. But with Josh Hosang, I heard that um, he was late to practice or he wasn't listening to Barry Trotz because, you know, Josh Hosang, I don't you know blame. I think he has a lot of skill and potential uh, that he can really bring something to a team. But um, if he's if he's not going to listen, you know, that's something I even the Islanders when I met uh, Islanders legends, they someone asked him at like a uh, I forget who we were talking to, but they asked him, I think it was Mike Bossy. They said, mm-hmm. um, what would you say to Josh Hosang? Like, or, uh, um, sorry, what would you say to Ma- Matthew Barzell going into his second year? And he went, listen to the coach as like the primary thing for Matthew Barzell to do. And I find that, you know, really interesting. You know, and Josh Hosang is not going to listen to his coaches and not do what he's told in the ice. No matter how well he's doing, you know, he, I feel like he deserves to be sat or sent down. And mm-hmm. I think, now, you know, Doug Waite didn't want to deal with it. Now I think Barry Trotz really does want to deal with it. You know, they gave him his shot. and You know, Michael Dalcole is still up here. He's not playing, which is kind of making me nuts. But um, Michael Dalcole still, it's not like he's averse to using people from, you know, Bridgeport. But it's, I guess, you know, Josh Hosang hit a nerve, you know, something behind the scenes we didn't see, that he's very averse to using him on the line. Does he, on paper, though, Josh Hosang has been a real asset to the team, especially with uh, like Komarov and uh, Philpola, who's not, you know, who's hurt right now for a month, but he's been a real asset. So I just wish, you know, he would, his act would, you know, follow his uh, skill. Mm-hmm. With other prospects, who am I most excited to see? Um, probably, uh, you know, I haven't really been keeping up. That's something I do really in the off season is where I look at like the tallies and I look at prospects and I'm like, hmm, okay, this is like who I'd like to see, you know, m- more developed or though this should be exciting for upcoming year. But um, from what I've seen, uh, definitely Wallstrom is someone I'm definitely excited to see, you know, flourish and um, develop over time. And uh, like I said, Bode Wild, you know, he's definitely been a surprise to me from the draft. You know, I didn't think of any- anything of it. But my brother, who really follows prospects, uh, he's really helpful to me in that respect. He texted me because I, I kind of stopped watching the draft. And he goes, we drafted Bode Wild. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, who was that? And he explained to me. And he goes, I really think this was a good pick. 
And it turns out, you know, following him, he really has been kind of like a pick that no one expected to be as good as he was. So I'm excited to see like him and Wallstrom really develop and come up. And then my brother's excited about Koivula. Um, I've heard some really good things about him. Haven't looked at points or status on uh, paper, but uh, I've heard some really good things about him for the Islanders. That's awesome. Well, that's exciting. You're, you're, you're welcome for, for that Wallstrom pick, by the way, that was, um, that was courtesy. <laughs> oh, <of the> yeah. <laughs> We're very lucky with the, the picks in the past couple of years. Yeah. Matthew um, Barzell. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <geez, yeah. laughs> I miss Chiarelli. We want our boy back. Uh, looking at the team's um, contracts right now, um, just wondering what, what you're hoping to see in the off season. You've got quite a few guys that are unrestricted. Um, mm-hmm. you, I'd hate to see you guys lose your second captain in two years. Oh God. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, not gonna um, let that happen. There's no way. Yeah. What, I was, what, what, what are you kind of expecting Luda? Who do you think they're going to resign? Uh, who, do they, who do you think he's going to let go? Definitely. I think the contract's going to be extended to Robin Leonard. Uh, I don't see how that could not happen, especially with how he's been playing this year. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely see a signing for Leonard. I don't, I really, if we let him through our fingers, I'm going to start a riot. <laughs> um, I think, to, I hopefully will extend a contract to Lee. With Lee, really, I think it's about money wise because uh, I heard earlier this season he wanted like seven to eight million. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I love Lee, but I'm like, that's, well, that's a little much, like, especially for like his point production and goals production. Uh, but you, for what he brings to the team, uh, He's his a great energy. locker room guy. Exactly. <laughs> but even on the ice, you know, he, he really brings it to the guys on the ice. He has good, he has some good chemistry with Barzi here and there. Yeah. And for what he is to his team and like for the fans even, um, you know, I wouldn't write, mind resigning him, but for me to say whether it's a good contract or not, it's going to be the price. And hopefully, you know, I trust, again, it's trust in Lou because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, Nelson, I'm on the fence about, uh, I absolutely love Brock Nelson. Um, you know, I love what he brings to the team sometimes. And, you know, uh, he gives a good start to the year. You know, we call it Brocktober. <laughs> for some reason, he lights it up in October. So we literally love that. You know, I call him the pilgrim because uh, don't let, but I don't know. Like when I saw, like with my uh, Islanders Facebook group, we were like, put a top on on him and he's a pilgrim. <laughs> So we call him the Pilgrim. Every time he scores, I put dancing pilgrims on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, like, so you know, like I love him for like the fun factor. You know, he's always been he's been an Islander for a very long time. He's a you know a name and a face. But you know, if we do lose him, you know, um, I think it's for the best. I don't think he's going to be a horrible loss, but it's definitely going to be a chunk out of you know the team, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, we don't. I feel like we really don't want to lose Brock Nelson. Uh, it's it's so difficult, you know, with Brock Nelson. And then there's, uh, you know, Jordan Eberle, where I don't know what's going to happen with him. I think I thought we were going to use him as a, you know, a trading peg, but that didn't end up happening. And he's he fluctuates between, like, you know, getting some goals up, being a real big, like, person on the team, to sometimes I forget he's on the ice. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. it's really tough. It's really, really tough to say. But, you know, thank God it's not like Garth Snow up in there giving seven-year context to Andrew Ladd. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of which, we have four years left on that contract. God help yeah. us. Yeah. Oh. How about Rick Pietro, 15-year? Oh, That'd be good for so your hand. off. Don't get me started. <laughs> We're still paying the man. <laughs> still on the payroll. Hey, you know what? I'll give it to him. He's working for his buck, though. You know, he's, oh, working, yeah. on the, he's working doing commentary. So I'm like, you know what? At least he's not sitting at home eating popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. And then we're still paying, like, Dennis Seidenberg. And I'm like, please, just retire. I'm like, oh, yeah, bro's old. 37. Oh my gosh, Seidenberg just needs to retire. <laughs> he needs to retire. Like, like he's he gets sit like paid to sit at home and do nothing, and I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. So this is last year, though it looks like. Yeah, thank yeah. God. Yeah. You know, so what? Sorry. So what is the fans' reaction with Jordan Everly right now? Are are like most people liking him, or is there kind of like are they starting to turn on him a little bit because he really hasn't done? He's not playing like he did in Edmonton. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, we definitely won the trade there. I don't care what anyone says, but um, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Everly's pretty. Everly has like not been really talked about uh, in the community. Like uh, Everly's been pretty like neutral. I would okay. say you know he hasn't been like no one. He hates him, but nobody like absolutely loves him either. Uh, it's just been kind of neutral with Everly, and uh, I don't really mind him. Like he hasn't done anything you know, like score an own goal on us or, you know, maybe, you know, give a breakaway the blue line, Nick Letty. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I throw shade here and there, but uh, Everly, I, you know, he's just been like a solid player, you know, helping with the lines. I, he hasn't been like, he's, you know, he scored a goal here and there, but other than that, you know, he, I don't hate him or, and I don't necessarily love him. He's just kind of like a middleman for me. Okay. So would you like to see him extended or just kind of let him walk? That, see, that's a tough part. Maybe like, mm-hmm. maybe if we could be smart about it, maybe like one or two year deal, and then maybe see for next season if we could like trade him. That could okay. Be like, I would love to see him as like maybe like a trading peg. You know, yeah. like Lou is doing all these like one year deals, but I feel like he's got like the wheels turning. Like, let's see like how they develop. Will they be good for the team? And if not, you know, we can always you know trade them away, or you know, it, it's a one year deal, so they'll be gone. So mm-hmm. I found that very smart of him. You know, everyone's like, what is this garbage? And meanwhile, Phil Pula, I feel like, has been a great addition to the team. You know, sadly, he got hurt. But he's been absolutely amazing. Uh, amazing. We have Maddie Martz back, which I was so happy about. And really, that fourth line is everything to the team. It's a great foundation. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Probably one of the best fourth lines in hockey. Is the best fourth line in <laughs> 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 So... Which team is your ideal matchup in the playoffs? Like, okay, barring the obvious, Tampa Bay can't be the answer. Um, who do you not want to play in the playoffs? And which team do you think your team has the most chance to beat in, in the playoffs? All right, so not not wanting to face in the playoffs, Tampa Bay. Oh, crap. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, definitely Boston Bruins. Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh, they've been just, they're just amazing. They're an amazing team. You know, when I, even when I watch another team, uh, when we face another team that's doing really well against us. So if it's like a blowout game like it was in Boston, I'll watch the other teams play because I'm curious what makes them meld so well. What's their game? And something, you know, I saw with Boston is no matter where they pass it or where they, you know, without looking, they always goes to another player's stick. It's just like fluid. It's cohesive how they move into a zone and they have so many set plays to get that puck towards the net that it just, it's so hard to, you know, stop them. Uh, they, of course they got the seven foot, seven foot beast Chara mm. and they just assigned him to an extension of one, yeah. uh, another year. Yeah. I'm like smart, smart. Got his uh, 200th career goal yesterday too. Oh yeah. That he's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I wish he was an Islander. <laughs> <laughs> we had him. We had him. You could have been. Oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they have they have those, you know, big, uh, big names on the team, both defensively and offensively. And uh, they would definitely, if I say, like, if Tampa Bay wasn't a team, would be a really uh, good contender for the Cup this year, in my opinion. Uh, you know, they're not uh, more talked about in, like, for Stanley Cup finals. But if they – I feel like if Tampa Bay was out there, they'd definitely be a big team to talk about. Uh, so definitely, definitely not Boston. They're so strong, and we just got destroyed mm-hmm. until we played them. So I'm like, no, please, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the Capitals are uh, again another you know great team, and uh, w- against them, I feel like we have more of a chance than we would have with like Boston. But the Capitals are just insane when it comes to like matchups. Obviously, we wouldn't face them like first round or anything like that. But like um, going down the road. Uh, you know, an Easter conference, conference final, if God willing, but they, they're just an amazing team. Um, if we go, if like teams I would like to face, definitely someone like, you know, if it would happen like the Carolina Hurricanes, I feel like we would have a really, really good shot of beating them, you know, maybe like first uh, first round or something to that effect. Uh, and, you know, anything in like wild card position right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we would have, you know, the best shot against, uh, but other teams like around us, um, uh, it's, it's so tough because it's just so many good teams. And I just feel like we're not up to that aptitude. I feel like if we make it second round in the playoffs for this year, I will be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Just going to second round. That's it. That's all. That's all I want as a fan, you know, but I like, 
going into the playoffs, I do, you know, feel we will be in the playoffs. Uh, I feel like we can't, we are a team that can make it past the first round. Do I feel like we can make it to the third? No, but (laughs) second round, definitely. Yeah. So as of today, you'd be playing Pittsburgh, but you'd have Uh, moments. Yeah. Started tomorrow. You know, if we were to play Pittsburgh, I feel like it would be an amazing battle. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it, it is one we could come, we could, you know, surprise everyone and be kind of like that underdog team that beats Pittsburgh. I really think we could do it. Yeah, for sure. And to be honest, this this season has just been so amazing for, for the Islanders. If you had told me that they would be where they are now at the beginning of the oh. season, I'd be lying if I said, like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it's been a really nice surprise, you know, like it's, it's been fun to watch, uh, these kids come together and, and, and really play for each other, uh, and play for Barry, um, and, and get to, to where they are now. It's, it's really cool to see. It's absolutely, Um, especially as a fan. Oh yeah, for sure. As a fan, I expected nothing out of this season. I think I was being, I felt I was being generous to ourselves because, uh, before the season starts, I do a, um. Uh, prediction of where each team will uh, be in the uh, standings and uh, I do it by division division I put up the Islander six and I'm like oh that's being generous <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I never would have believed you had you said oh we're second place in the metro right now I've been like ha, okay what do you think <laughs> <laughs> that's confident <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you always got to have that home home team bias, right? But well, um, yeah, but like you have to understand, like my whole life, the Islanders uh, have made the playoffs like what three, four times, and been to the second round once in 2016, which which I felt like was like fluky and even in a way. But uh, my like it's my whole life. I've just been used to disappointment. Are you not? <laughs> I've been used to the Islanders, you know, not going anywhere. It's been kind of it's been every year of my life. You know, I can't say I've been to a playoff game as a little kid because we never were there. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, hold on. Are you are you a Maple Leafs fan too? I'm just kidding. Oh my god! Because <laughs> <laughs> you said you're used to disappointment, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Maple Leafs is a whole whole another story, <laughs> and it would take too long, I think, for this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Man, that would be a sick playoff matchup. Oh my gosh! That would be so I, yeah, fun. I would love it as an Islanders fan. I mean, have you seen the scores? <laughs> yeah, four nothing, six to one, yeah, ten one in goals of the matchups. I would love to play them in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? We'll sweep Heck them. Yeah. Especially right now, sure. it seems like their wheels are kind of falling off. So, and uh, especially uh, last night, they just lost to the Rangers in OT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I saw Tavares got a little hurt there, which I wasn't really crying about, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was so fun. I forget who it was. I, I don't know if it was Matt. I forget, I forget who was dragging. He got hurt in the crease, and I, one of the Rangers defensemen literally dragged Tavares's body out yeah. of the crease. It was D'Angelo. What a, it was, that's a, it's a good play, man. That's good sportsmanship. You know, he, he was, it was good. Like, I was very yeah. you know, happy to see that. You know, it was a very nice gesture, but I, I'm yeah. sorry. Kind of funny just wa- seeing them like grab his wife's body like out of the crease. I was like, "Damn, he got hit hard." Yeah, he took a, he took a good shot to the ribs from Mark Stahl there in front yeah. of that. Yeah, Mark's but. Mark Stahl is horrible, but hey, I'll, I'll give, I I love that he you know gave him a little shove there. Yeah, you take your shots. <laughs> obviously, you know I don't want to see Tavares hurt. Uh, I don't think I don't want to see any player hurt. You know anything. Mm-hmm where it's like a bad shot, you know, or like a bad hit. It's always, you know, ho- horrible to watch. You know, if they come out at least, you know, skating to the bench or they get up by themselves, I'm like, okay, thank God, you know, hopefully it's nothing too serious. But when you see something like that, you know, even with the Rangers, I feel like the Rangers and us have, uh, you know, bonded over this uh, uh, <laughs> Toronto hate. But um, uh, it, it was really nice to see, you know, like the game last night, which I, I you know, I was watching like t- uh, little bits here and there, you know, coming home from Philadelphia, but, um, to see like uh, something like that, the sportsmanship of something like that, you know, after, you know, it's their team that made that hit and Tavares was obviously really, you know, feeling it to just see something like that was just really, really good to see, you know, obviously I'm joking about it as a fan, like, haha, Tavares got hurt, but I, I, truly I don't want to see any player get hurt. For sure. John, do you want to go ahead? Oh, um, yeah. We just, <laughs> we're wondering what your thoughts on the current playoff structure. Um, I guess Toronto fans up here have been, pretty uh sour about 
having to play Boston again. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> why. A lot of people have been complaining. So just why is that? Wondering what you think of the current playoff structure. You know, I've heard uh, all over like uh, a lot of people want to see playoff structure. I think in the uh, NHL player poll, I think like more than like sixty percent of players wanted to see the playoffs changed, the structure changed. Um, personally, um, I don't really see any reason to change it. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not that person who like, I, I don't really know. I, I would say I wouldn't really know much about playoff structure to be like, oh, this is how I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's done well, like the, the way it should. Um, I like that, you know, like the first place faces wild card, like that kind of structure. Um, and that, uh, I think what's great about playoff hockey is the best of seven games, you know? Uh, something you know like I hate in like football is that it's one game you know one deal and that's yeah. why I love this about uh, uh, hockey playoffs is that it's best of seven you know it's really the best team who has the best stamina is going to win those games mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, and it, sorry John uh, I was just going to add that I think the the biggest point of contention with this is the NHL just changed it without any um warning Without any warning, and their reasoning for it was to try to uh, get more viewership. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to, like, you know, stir up more excitement. So I think the biggest contention is that the players and the teams also now want to see what the results are from that. Like, has it actually helped in raising viewership? Uh, is it actually getting more fans to come to the games? Is it actually getting more people to, to tune in on TV? Yeah. Uh, because like they feel they do have a point like um the old structure was a lot more fair i guess for Mm -hmm. teams at the top because like if what's the point of playing for top position if you know um, you're going to be playing the next best team anyway yeah um so i can see both sides but it's sounding like they're thinking of changing it soon uh, just according to to some of the guys, uh, the the panelists on um, Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, because um, especially when the players aren't happy with it, like something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless like the the numbers are staggering, and but like you know they haven't they haven't yeah. shown. Yeah, that with yet. like because like, you know what, like the hockey business, as hard as it is, in every game it's kind of it's an entertainment business, and mm-hmm. really, you know, that's the biggest you know part of it. You really have to think, you know. The, to the announcers, to the players, to, uh, you know, like the whole entire league, it's an entertainment business and they got to bring, they want to bring in viewers and they want to bring in, um, you know, obviously big thing of Gary Bettman and the NHL is money. They want to bring in money. And so that, that's something I agree with you with. Like uh, if this, if this were to like stay, let the, let's see the proof that it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out that if uh, under the old structure, the Islanders would be playing Toronto. Oh, I know, yeah, I, I know about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, it's, it sucks, but you know, you gotta go with the cards you're dealt. And I know Toronto's mm. going, "Thank you, God, thank you." God. <laughs> but then they got Boston, and they're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> it's like choose your poison. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, like it, it, it makes sense too because. Um, the players also realize, uh, in fact, John Tavares said that uh, he's not crazy about this structure, but at the end of the day, you got to find a way to beat them, whether yeah. it's in the first round, second round, third round. Like, if you can't beat them in the first round, then you don't deserve to be there in the second round. And exactly. if you can't beat them in the second round, then the better team won. So, exactly. um, yeah, so it's, I can see both sides. Um It'll be interesting to see how how that shakes down. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be really fun to watch, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, in your opinion, what is one thing that uh, Islanders fans do that separates you from from other teams? Like, is is there something that your fans do that only you guys do in the home stadium that you don't see anywhere else? Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of things, uh, especially going to Philadelphia and the Prudential Center. Um, I think the Islanders fans have a lot of uh, fun, sh- fun uh, more fun chance, uh, <laughs> definitely for our team and uh, just in general. Um, uh, going to other stadiums, like we were, 
in Philadelphia Stadium, and I everyone was looking at us because uh, Josh Bailey had stepped on the ice, and we did the "Hey Josh Bailey" chant, and everyone looked at us like, "What the hell?" <laughs> like I, they'd never heard that before, and that's something I found was like really fun because I'm like, I'm surprised they don't have all they had was "Let's Go Flyers" chants. I'm like, they don't have anything else. I was kind of you know surprised by that. You wow. know, going to our stadium, we had you know we have the "Let's Go Islanders," we have you know uh, the Rangers suck chant. Uh, we've started, we've started, uh, stealing a, uh, chant from Vancouver. Uh, it's, um, she'll be coming around the mountain and a- after every verse you yell, leave suck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we said that to our organist on Twitter, uh, Paul, uh, Cartier, and he, he started playing it. <laughs> and <laughs> so that's been fun. You know, we have a chance for the team, you know. After every, like, uh, if it was a great save or something like that from, like, uh, Leonard or Grice, um, we'll be like, Leonard or Grice, sir. And um, even, like, uh, we have the Blue and Orange Army who does some, you know, fun chants up there. They have their own special chants. And uh, another special thing about the Islanders definitely is, you know, our goal chant. Um, after we score, we do the yes, yes, yes chants, which we oh, yeah. stole from the WWE. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but, hey. It was a great addition. Yeah, it really became a thing because um, we like some people started to do it, and uh, old crotchety um, fans like uh, who were like from the original teams were like, "Oh, stop it! That's so stupid!" And so that made us want to do it more. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it was funny because you know my grandparents, you know, had season tickets in '73, and they loved when people started to do that, and they they were joining in. And, you know, I don't know who the fans were that were complaining about that, but hey, thank you because you made it a thing now. Uh, <laughs> um, so I definitely love those little things about our team. You know, you were playing the gold uh, song in the beginning. Uh, you know, I've listened to that since I was a little kid and I'm always going to love, always going to love that. Although I don't love that the Minnesota Wild stole our gold song. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you did not. Yeah. If, if you listen, um, the Minnesota Wild have our goal song, the same exact thing, not the horn, but the song itself. Right. And that uh, that, mm. that makes me a little like, you know, ticked. I'm like, you know, go get your own. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, we used to have like even like our older goal songs, what we don't use anymore, because I think the guy who made the song like turned out to be a pedophile. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. we switched, but we switched that go song. I remember like maybe 2003, 2004 ish, I think I want to say. Um, but I've grown up with it. It's been in my veins. And uh, I think, you know, Islanders fans are known for their, you know, fun chants, especially you could hear it at the Toronto Maple Leafs game. For sure. Yeah. That's when I was watching and. Yeah, like you guys are super creative. It was hilarious to watch. I was crying. (laughs) I was laughing, like crying in my seat. Like even like just doing the chance, I would like I record the chance doing it myself, and then afterwards, my friend and I there were like laughing so hard, like I couldn't, like you know, like you laugh so hard your stomach hurts. That was (laughs) me uh, sitting in those seats. Like we couldn't stop laughing it was an amazing day and just that's what i love about you know understands we're very creative like that if something happens or any uh we have something for a player you know who's been doing well um we'll create a chant for them and i find that like we're very just creative people uh out on the concourse and make the barn such a loud and vibrant place for sure you guys have had such a storied uh history that it's it's just really cool to because you, you really don't get those kind of things in, in other stadiums. You know, I've I've never been to a game where we have multiple chants for, for different mm-hmm. things. I mean, like, there's there's some things, you know, like fans yell at the ref. Yeah, or, and the Flyers have that, um, too. They, yeah, they have uh, other... Actually, one of the one of the best um, one of the best chirps I heard from somebody was uh, he goes, "Get off your knees, ref! You're blowing the game." <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the best ones that I, I heard. But. I heard a great ref one once where it was a girl <laughs> who stood up in my section, and she goes, she, she was like, "Ref, are you pregnant? Because you missed three periods." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, that was good." I was like, "That was good." <laughs> Damn! I was, like, I was laughing so hard at that. I was like, "Okay, that was good." I was like, "I'll give you credit." That's hilarious. And uh, something that was fun that we do, you know, we had the Islanders Rangers uh, rivalry. Uh, so I just know it as we've done it in the Booster Club uh, because that's where I learned it mm-hmm. from. But um, every time we score a power play goal, which sadly isn't often, 
uh, <laughs> we do we do a chant because uh, if you know uh, the Rangers podcast, you know about Sam Rosen every time they score a power play goal. No, we don't. Okay, so every time the Rangers score a power play goal, Sam Rosen goes, it's a power play goal! And so oh, yeah. what we do every time we score, we go, it's a power play goal! For <laughs> you, Sam Rosen! And Joseph Letty, too! And so we'll do that for every power play goal and things like that. And so... We love doing that in the Booster Club section. I put it on Twitter recently, and like even like fans that never heard it were like, "Oh, that's fantastic!" Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm excited, hopefully, to you know maybe worm this Canucks uh, chant into uh, our play for the Leafs suck chant because I, I, that was so much fun to do when I was at the bar and he played, and I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> definitely, we have some fun chants, and so if you're in that arena, you definitely feel the energy. Yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to go there one day. Please. It sounds super fun to watch. Please, it's and to be a part of too. Just be careful yeah, if you're great. wearing. If you're, you're you're pretty good unless you're wearing Rangers or Leafs. <laughs> it's like going to Philadelphia wearing a fly uh, Penguins jersey. Like you're yeah. you're gonna get destroyed. Yeah, some popcorn's gonna be thrown at you. <laughs> I had, I had a beer thrown at me in MSG. Really? Uh, I was there for what? the Islanders Rangers game. Uh, it was seven to. We won it seven to two. And, uh, you know, maybe I deserved it. You know, I did the Rangers suck chant after we did the sixth goal. And everyone's like, oh, shut the up. <laughs> I guys yelling at me, older men, shut the up. And I was like, make me. <laughs> like, I don't back down. Like, I, there's Kim and then there's Hockey Kim. And, yeah. and when we scored the seventh goal and I got up and I started celebrating even harder, uh, the, a beer went right past my shoulder. I was like, oh, I, I ducked just in time. But, yeah, it went over me into the fans in front of me. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, some guy behind me really had it with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's almost a compliment because beers are like what? It's probably fourteen, fifteen dollars. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> the highest I've seen them at the barn was fifteen fifty. Oh my god, yeah. that's a crime. It, it really is, but that's like for it, the tall boy. But yeah. still, it's fifteen fifty. I could get like I can get a twelve pack with that. Man. Yeah, you could. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> definitely. It, it's not worth it. Like if I go to a game, you know, I definitely say if you're going to the Coliseum or you're going to MSG, even like and you want to drink, drink before. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely or in the parking lot. Islanders tailgates, man. We do some of the best. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so let's um, we'll bring it back a little bit. Uh, I, I I wanted to ask you. The, this this last bit of losing that you guys have gone through and um, getting shut out to uh, against Boston and, and Montreal, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, teams obviously go through ups and downs, um, unless you're named Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, so before your your win last night, do you think that there was something missing in in those games? Like what what was it that um, gave you guys so much success earlier on in the season? And do you think something was missing in in those? two games because those are rough games um getting scored nine nothing without an answer uh and then finally they broke through last night against the flyers with with four goals of their own uh was there something that that um they were maybe not doing that they were doing earlier on or was it just like a could it just have been attributed to them going cold for a couple games yeah i was talking about that with a friend of mine in uh, philadelphia because we were talking about, you know, how, like, the Islanders had w- woken up in Philadelphia. Um, definitely something I feel like it was missing was uh, fourth line. We, you know, we had, like, Martin Hurt, and then we had Sezikis Hurt. And I feel like I, I said on Twitter, I'm like, when we don't have that full fourth line, really, I really call them f- the foundation of the Islanders. I feel when you don't have the full fourth line, it's like trying to start a car without an engine. Uh, I feel like mm. they really bring a tone to the game. They bring a lot of uh, muscle. They bring uh, and they bring a lot of uh, spirit and like um, energy. E- energy, thank you. Yeah. Um, they definitely bring that to the team, and I feel like that was something uh, really lacking was just energy and uh, determination. I feel mm. like there was no determination in the team once the other team scored a goal. It was like I've seen that with the Islanders before, and it happened last season, many seasons beforehand. When the other team scored a goal, we sat on our hands and gave up. And that's a, a, what a trend I feel like we were starting to go into again. And that was starting to scare me because I've seen it so many times how we've lost so many games just because of that one little thing. You know, we have so much time left in the game. Why are we giving up so early? Um, maybe there was something behind the scenes that we were talking about because um, even watching at warm-ups, 
Barzell looked very agitated. Uh, hmm. Some of the players looked very angry. I don't know why. Uh, maybe something behind the scenes, but I know, uh, I feel like passion was missing. And I think that's another thing, you know, these guys were angry at Warmos, but maybe that was the passion we've been missing, you know, getting on our game, getting angry. Um, another thing where I feel like we were missing was physicality. And again, that's, uh, you know, maybe with the fourth line, but even Martin, Matt Martin tried to spark it during the game versus the Bruins by going after Zidane Ochara. He went after yeah, that was, that was huge. He went after Zidane Ochara for this team to spark them, and that didn't even work. That surprised me because I knew exactly why he did that. I know there was mm-hmm. no beef between them. I knew it right after the fight. I turned to my grandma. I'm like, he did that just to get the team going because yeah. we were just so flat-footed. There was no uh, – there was no, just no – defending ourselves there's no like um there's no defending ourselves Andrew Ladd watches at Mayfield get smashed like how did, like I, that every Islanders fan on Twitter and even every social media platform is going nuts like how how does that happen that should not happen we should be there for our teammates you know like especially when Boychuk got hit by a Vorchek Josh Bailey who is not a fighter turned around and came after him like that says them that's what the team I want to see the physicality was lacking these past games we got shut out you know especially when when you face the Bruins you need that and for sure and on the back end you know our defense falls apart when you have no physicality when you can't when you are too afraid to just give them a little check into the boards or just, you know, fight them off the puck get them to the outside goals are going to happen because you just are making it too easy for them I would love to just see more of that grit and determination, that physicality, uh, that presence on the ice, and just more passion in general. I feel like when we have all these three things together, uh, we enter the, like, when we were in um, Philadelphia, I felt like we were having those elements not as strong as I'd like them, but they were starting to come back. And when we have those elements, we were entering the zone as a unit, and we pushed, and we would go in front of the net. And that's something I feel like we were really missing these past few games. That's great. Like, you you really do need... um to stand up for your teammates. And when you're not doing that, it, it can be very disheartening because you're just kind of, you're, 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 you're kind of there, but you're not engaged in the it game. It looks like you don't care about your teammates. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely important. Um, yeah. Casey Zizekas has been amazing for you guys. He, did he score? He's already got 20 goals or something 19. already. <laughs> 19 okay one they off. tried last night when they had an open net they tried to give it to bailey and sezikas sezikas for his 20th bailey for a hattie and uh, we just couldn't get it there but oh we were trying so hard to get him his 20th goal <laughs> like every fan wants to see sezikas get his 20th like we were chanting that in the stands we're like come on give sezikas his 20th we would, <laughs> i've been a casey sezikas fan since i was 11 and um wow yeah it, i was a big eagles mc squared fan since i was a little girl i have pictures of him since I, I since i was 12 years old and uh just seeing like how he's been able to blossom this year under barry trotz and uh, the great things uh cases Ezekiel had to say about barry trotz he's like they said one word to describe barry trotz to him and he said family and he goes you know he's always there you know even at practices wow. asking him how his family's doing how is he mentally how is he uh as a player not just, you know, how is this, like, skill, sh- like, and uh, score sheet. And he's like, that's something, you know, you always, like, he'll always cherish about having Barry Trost as his coach, is that he cares about him as a person, not just as a player. Yeah, and that's, that, that is so important, for sure. Because, so, like. That made me really happy. Yeah, that's awesome. John, did you want to ask another question? Um, oh, John, you boy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> 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 so I was just wondering, um, you have. You're coming from a, a place of strength, I think, with your your goaltending tandem. But I was just wondering who who you think starts in the oh, first man, round. Oh man, that's been teeter tottering, really. Because you know, <laughs> it, I'm going to go with Barry Trotz here and say whichever way we do choose, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and that's, that's something right. that's incredible to say. Um, well, who would I like to start? Probably Leonard. In my opinion, has been a, a little bit of the better goaltender. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing against Grice, you know, some of the games where he got, you know, blown out was really not his fault. It was really like the, it was really our defense and just that lack of, uh, um, determination in my opinion. But, uh, just in general between the two goaltenders, I really feel Robin Leonard has just been, uh, more of a strength whenever he's in that. I don't know. I feel more secure. Um, you know, has he been blown out? Yeah. There's been those games, but, uh, in general, you know, every goalie has a bad game. Definitely. Yeah. But it, as to pick for the two, I love Greiser. 
but I would go Leonard. Okay, nice. Um, so I don't know how much you watch the Western teams, but um, who do you think makes the last wild card slots in in the East first and in the West? Oof. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, haven't really, you know, I don't really. I try to keep up with the Western teams, uh, but it's hard because you don't. I can't really watch their games. Yeah. And so that's definitely something. Uh, that's something something I wish I could do <laughs> for the wild card in um, the West, uh, the Eastern Conference. You know, I'll start with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely. Uh, you saying you want, who would like would be the first slot in the wild card? Well, who would likely make it into? Oh, who would yeah. make it into? Okay, um, definitely. If uh, everything stays at it as it is. I, I think uh, between Montreal and Carolina, I think really Carolina would come out on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're definitely the better team all around. And uh, hey, I love the, those big jerks are fun to watch. <laughs> 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 for the Western, uh, I definitely know Dallas and um, the Avalanche are for the wild card there. I, I know it's a very close race, especially uh, Arizona definitely wants to win today mm-hmm. because then they'll be uh, tied with uh, Colorado. But um if it were to stay as it is now, and let's say Arizona just doesn't make the wild card, between Dallas and Colorado, uh, I definitely think Dallas will be the one to come out on top. Okay. You know, Colorado, all they have going for them is that first line. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, Dallas just has more depth and, uh, you know, just better players and a team all to, all like together. Nice. No, that's what, that's what I'd pick. But, you know, I would love to see Arizona get into the wild card slot. Hopefully, you know, I'd love to see them in the playoffs. But uh, today, we're just going to make sure that dream does not happen. <laughs> How about an overtime victory? Yeah, talk- an overtime victory would no. allow Arizona to tie. <laughs> just no. No heart attacks. I, don't, I hate I hate overtimes. I hate the heart attacks. Oh, it's. I, I feel like all these games recently have just been such a nail biters, and it's. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the three on three overtimes? No, I mean, I do. I like the structure of it. Yes, like I love overtimes, but not when it's my team. Mm. That's fair. very I, stressful. Unless I, I say I like overtimes when we're. Let's say we're down three to two or two goals, and we come back to tie the game and go into overtime. I'll take the overtime. But if we're like, if we're like winning. And or like it's a close game, one goal like kind of game. I hate overtime. <laughs> that's how I take that. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sure most. I'm sure most fans would agree with you. They'd they'd rather just win it in regulation for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, awesome. Well, um, I know you kind of gave us a hot take already, but do you have another <laughs> hot take that you could give us? Um, I think the biggest. Uh, you know, I asked this on Twitter last night because I was like you know shuffling between a few uh the biggest hot takes you know i guess you could say for the islanders right now it's definitely about you know josh hosang being that he deserves to be in the nhl um another hot take is uh we're going to win the cup this year <laughs> <laughs> which uh you know it's you know it's definitely a hot take and I, I agree you know but uh would that be amazing hell yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but i'm not going to be a delusional leafs fan and be like oh, we're gonna win the cup every year yeah <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, and I, another hot take, I guess you could say, is uh, Andrew Ladd uh, is really not that bad a player. You know, he's definitely someone you like like to hear right now, especially with how he has dealt with like you know being a, a team player and uh, what he's been able to do. But really, uh, on the ice last night, I can't say I hated uh, his play. He wasn't horrible. But he wasn't spectacular at the same time. But so, like you know, it sucks because you want you don't you didn't want him to do well. I want Michael Dell Cole up. I want him in the lineup again. I feel like he's a better player than Andrew Ladd. And so, um, but yeah, um, hot take was that Ladd wasn't that bad last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good take. I mean, yeah, Ladd Ladd brings a lot of I guess playoff experience yeah. and intangibles. But that contract is a little a little steep for that contract is nuts. yeah it's a little steep. Thank you, Garth Snow. <laughs> Just a parting gift. Oh, it's like yeah. what Chiarelli did when he signed that goaltender and they got fired the next day. His parting gift, the Oilers. Oh man, it's still, the, the best the best thing that I saw was uh, was somebody put up a meme detailing how the extension talks would have gone. 
and it would be like it, it went um Koskinen's agent walks into the room so we're thinking uh three years four million and then Trelli goes you know what uh four million a year is a little pricey but uh I think I think that'll work for for both of us and then the agent goes holy shit this motherfucker thinks that I mean four year four mil a year I, I meant four mil for three years <laughs> <laughs> and to be that, honest, is, that is sheer right, yeah. yeah that's probably what happened <laughs> <laughs> it's a good agent it's a good agent oh, yeah a real good agent <laughs> oh my gosh that's hilarious that, uh, that's literally though i feel like how it went down probably i wouldn't be surprised i love that there's not a week that goes by where we don't trip at <laughs> <laughs> Edmonton trips Edmonton. Like, let's be honest. Like at, a, at a certain point, you gotta, you, you kind of bring it on yourself, you know. It, it's you know what the Islanders <laughs> have the same thing with like Mike Milbury, Spano, and Garth Snow. So we've been yeah. there, and done that. Oh, yeah. So you know, it's fun to have another team who knows the horrors of having a bad GM. <laughs> so it, you know, it's it, we. I kind of feel for Edmonton Oils fans, but it's it's still fun to rip on them. You know, everyone rips on the Islanders for our contracts and uh, you know the trades that we did in the past. So I definitely feel for them for sure. And <laughs> you know, when you get when you get a a CEO like Bob Nicholson blaming the oh the failures of the team on oh. one player, that I couldn't believe that when I read it. I remember Shameful. reading an article about yeah. that. I was like, "Are you kidding? You're." You're blaming your stars or your team. <laughs> the, the guys that bring it's not even the star, yeah. No, but like, like the guys who like at least bring money into your team. Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad. He he retracted his statements the the next day. I he was like, oh, I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I <wonder laughs> you did it, Bob. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we don't have a long history on this podcast, but we have a long history of of shitting on the Oilers and the and the Senators. Hashtag That's kind of our thing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh man. Poor guy. Yeah. I remember I was coming out of the Islanders Edmonton game when we won against them at uh, Barclays Center. I was talking to an Oilers fan just coming out, just casual conversation, and he was like, "You know what?" He was like really angry. He's like, "You know what sucks? We have three guys who can score in this goddamn team, and then there's nothing else." He's like, "There's nothing." <laughs> <laughs> he's like thank god for mcdavid dreisaitl and nugent hopkins but everyone else can go suck a dick <laughs> i was like well damn yeah they're, they're they're salty here in edmonton for sure i don't blame them poor guys <laughs> i can i've been in their position before 2008 islanders mm-hmm. oh god that was a dark year <laughs> <laughs> Well, John, do you have anything else to to ask our special guest here? No, I'm all out of questions. I think we're out of questions as well. I see if let you speechless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank yes, you, you were just so amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank so you again so much for 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 doing this, Kim. We we really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you guys for asking me. Definitely, it was so much fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you're the biggest Islanders fan we know. So. <laughs> thank you. That's a big compliment to me, so thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Well, have fun at the game tonight. Um, and, yeah, let's go Islanders. Crossing the fingers, Ooh. knocking on wood. But well, let's hope, hope to God we win tonight and that we bring that fire back. We're good on back-to-backs, but <laughs> I, I'm superstitious as anything. For sure, the, those those coyotes are are pretty pesky, so um, it'll be a fun game to watch for sure. They can either give you uh, a like you know a laid back night, or they can be hell. But you know they they played last night too, so we're both coming yeah. off here very tired, and they have the longer trip. Definitely, for sure, that's true. Yeah, so it'll be fun to watch. Um, do you have anything that uh, you want to promote? Like give give the fans, give the listeners your uh, your Twitter and how they can get at you. Oh yeah, definitely. If you like the show, which I'm sure you did, these guys are amazing. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, at IslesGirl3, which is I-S-L-E-S, Girl3. I talk about Islanders Twitter, but I'll go around the league and I'll talk, you know, here and there about other teams, other, uh, you know, news going around the NHL. And then uh, also Sunday nights at 10 p.m., which I will be doing tonight. Uh, going to be talking Islanders hockey. I do like a weekly kind of report about them and for the upcoming week, what to expect. Um, then, uh, I also do a YouTube, uh, also under the same name, Isles Girl 3, where I just kind of have fun 
kind of like a Jillian Fisher kind of uh, platform. Uh, my recent video was asking college students to try to pronounce hard NHL names. If you want to go check that out, it was really <laughs> funny and a lot of fun to do. So if you want to go check that out, I'd love it. Awesome. Thank you guys. So much. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, it's it's been super fun. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you Islanders fans uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, we appreciate all your ears. And uh, yeah, if you like the episode, definitely feel free to share. Follow us at Twitter on Twitter at HFHD Podcast. We would really appreciate that. Uh, share with your friends, family. Bring your mom. Uh, you know, we 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 all appreciate that. Just 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 tell them that we swear. You know, it's. We're talking hockey. It's, you can't get around it. But yeah, we, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. And uh, hopefully with another, with another in-depth dive on, on, on another playoff team here. But uh, get at us. We, 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 need, we need some diehard fans like, like Kim here. Because, you know, these are fun to do. So yeah, we'll uh, signing off here. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you later.